0: asleep at the wheel story one of nowhere's path samantha navigated her car cautiously down the narrow country road there were no lines dividing the two lanes pines towered on either side of her and the ditch to her right met the blacktop path with a severe drop off she estimated it was at least four feet deep Her headlights despaired against the dense fog of the night, unable to penetrate the haze. Occasionally, there was a ripple in the garish mat that swamped the night. Was it a creature of the wild? Another vehicle in the sea of nothing with no headlights or sound, preying on those lost and desperate? She'd heard of the horrors to be found. Her innards tensed and her breathing labored, hot and intrusive, tasting of the damp night. She flicked the switch to the left of the steering column, but the bright setting was useless. The headlamps couldn't penetrate the smoky wall of humidity, rather reflecting off of its mirrored surface and beaming back into her face with blinding intensity. She crept slower still, her speedometer reading 30 miles per hour, but with the momentum of the brisk crawl sightless to the scenery of her surroundings, blind and lost, her situation was beginning to feel more ominous she was terrified. She'd driven in fog before. Fog thicker than this, but there was some sense of security driving blindly down a familiar road. Tonight she found herself slithering through an unknown gauntlet of emptiness. Again, she attempted to get her phone's map to retrieve a GPS signal to assist her to no avail. She imagined this was what sea voyagers of ancient times had experienced when discovering new land. How did she get here? She couldn't remember. She'd been in Mississippi driving north. Was she on I-55? She'd seen a sign. No, I-59. She was near Picayune. She remembered that much. She'd pulled into a rest area, a couple hours of sleep, and then I'll be okay, she'd reasoned with herself. And that's what she'd done. Or at least that's what she remembered doing. Maybe that's what she was still doing. Was she dreaming? Was she still parked in the rest area? With tractor-trailers parked at her rear, their diesel engines rumbling? In time lapsing as she gathered strength, she glimpsed a sign, Caesar, it read. She quietly investigated the possibility that she could still be dreaming. She pinched her arm with the red flaking nails of her thumb and forefinger. A sting shot through her arm. Ow! She squelched. Okay, Sam, it's not a dream. She rolled down the driver's side window in hopes of pinpointing the interstate by sound without full use of sight. Frogs croaked in low tones and crickets chirped in sing-song chimes, but there was no highway noise besides her own engine's rattling sound of exhaustion and worn tires buzzing on the pavement. Well, shit, she yielded in defeat. There was another break in the waves of fog, and she quickly cranked the manual window closed. Resigned to her situation, Samantha determined that, though it had been years since there had been an incident, she had sleptwalked or sleep-driven herself into oblivion and lost her way on her journey. Sleepwalking had been a problem when she was a young girl, but after an incident where she'd wandered into a busy intersection a quarter of a mile from her home at 2.30 on a Sunday morning when all the bar goers were testing their skills behind the wheel, her mom made her an appointment with a therapist. Although she had attended sessions once a week for nearly a year, Samantha couldn't remember what the therapist had determined to be the cause, but there had been no evidence of the events recurring. Maybe the stress of moving across the country combined with the new prescription of anti-anxiety medicine she had recently been prescribed had triggered the old curse's reappearance. She'd have to see a doctor about this. I'll turn around, she decided aloud. That's probably the best bet. It was a duh moment. How did she expect to get back to where she'd come from if she continued in the same direction? Then again, how did she know she hadn't changed directions already? Maybe dozens of times. She couldn't be sure. Jesus. She was exasperated, weary and afraid. It was as if the foggy environment had conspiratorially seeped into her mind to create delusions and cause her further confusion. The night stalked her just out of sight, hiding in its hazy cover, a shadow trailing in her wake, breathing down her neck with sinister intent and death on its breath. Soon it would pounce on her, and she'd be an otherworldly bride on a dark plane of torment and deceit. She grinned in recognition of her paranoia. I'm losing it. A long while passed. She'd yet to find a place to turn around and she was losing hope. The radio clock read three o'clock. She flipped it on. Every station was static. Her eyes were drooping and her stomach was in knot. Her mind had shut off its fantasies, and now when the oceanic smog revealed a possible sign of life tearing through its surface, she prayed for something or someone to appear. She had determined at some point, between dream and wakefulness, when her mind shifted and her head nodded, that she'd wandered off of the path of living souls and entered a land not unlike the Dead Sea, salinity preventing life to occupy its depths. A howl of wind picked up and she held the wheel tight, staying true to her course. In an instant, a wisp of silvery bands opened to unearth a gravel driveway illuminated dimly under a sign just ahead. She increased the car's pace, mashing the gas before the mirage could fade from view. She slid into the parking lot of the country store and stopped suddenly with a skid of tires. The sign above the door read Powboys. Boys. There was a light on inside, but no movement to indicate civilization was to be found beyond the threshold. She tried the door, but it was locked. Maybe she should wait in the car. Someone would eventually show up. The decision lingered when a thin man with long white hair, narrow green eyes, and frail features peeked from a hidden room behind the counter. He came to the door in a swift shuffle. He wore blue jeans, a short-sleeved plaid shirt, and a grease-stained apron. He wiped his hands on a red oil rag, fumbled with a large ring of keys, settled on one with a look of recognition, and unlocked the deadbolt. Hey there pretty lady he spoke in a gruff grimy whisper how may i help you hi she was obviously excited to see the man i'm so lost well come on in he slid out in front of the door for her we don't open for a little while now and breakfast is in the works what can i get for you samantha smiled in amusement he seemed as excited to see her as she was to see him he probably didn't get much business out here she followed his lead into the store I'm not really hungry. I just need to find my way back to the interstate. He contemplated this with a perplexed glance at the road. Hmm. He may have been as lost as she was. How long had it been since he'd been out of this store? I reckon about 45 minutes west of here. How'd you end up so far off the path? To be honest, she said, still smiling. I don't know. He glanced at her in confusion, but he couldn't turn off his southern hospitality. Asleep at the wheel? He chuckled. Have a seat. I'll get you some coffee and eggs before you go. No, really, I need to go. The fog is horrible and it's going to take me forever to get back on track. Suit yourself, he shrugged. The offer stands, his nose wiggled, causing his overgrown brows to scrunch over his eyes. My bacon, he scurried back behind the counter into the hidden room. Do what you want, he shouted from the grill area, but I have regulars that want their breakfast this morning. Should be here soon. Thank you, she yelled back. I'm just gonna go. Suit yourself, he sang. She opened the door with the tinkle of a small bell that was strategically placed on its frame to signal potential patrons. Cute, she muttered. The bell was fitting to the store's decor, aged and welcoming in its quaintness. A rust and red pickup thundered into the parking lot. Its one headlight illuminated the front of the store for a brief moment. It went dark, and the truck came to a stop near Samantha's car. The driver peered out at her. He was an intimidating lumberjack his bearded jowls jutting out like a rocky ledge over a column of a neck. Curly, dark, oily hair sat must in a nest of tangles, and his malignant eyes rested dull and shadowed beneath a perpetually furrowed brow. The truck's door creaked as it opened. The man stepped out of the relic, and Samantha couldn't help but flinch at the sight of the mountain that stood before her. He had a red-brown complexion, darkened by the sun, she assumed, His attire looked out of place on the man. A tight, oil-stained undershirt clung to his barreled chest and lump of belly. A pair of green starter basketball shorts, Walmart special, hung on his waist, and flip-flops protected the soles of his feet from the jagged ground that crunched as he walked, a walk that was more of a determined lumber. Samantha rushed to her car. She didn't want to show her fear, but she wanted to be clear of the store when the man entered. The very presence of him was a threat to her well-being. He opened the door, turned to her with a curious glare in his eyes, almost as if investigating a newly discovered species. His thin lips turned up in a painfully disconcerting grin, and he entered the store. A chill ran up her spine, and she quickly left the establishment, distancing herself from the terrifying giant. The fog had cleared along the path. She turned back the way from which she had come, and was able to pick her speed up to 45, the posted speed limit. Deer littered the side of the road, hiding within the trees, and a raccoon scurried across the street a distance ahead of her. A single headlight was reflecting in her side mirrors coming up a distance behind her, probably a motorcycle. A few seconds later, she checked her mirror again. The motorcycle was gaining ground on her, and its form began to take shape. It wasn't a motorcycle. A slow creep of panic was developing within her. What if it's the guy from the store, she shook the thought as soon as it came, but her guts tightened in anticipation. She increased her speed. The darkness was passing in a blur, but the single ray of light was less than four car lengths behind her now. Her heart thundered in her chest. A horn honked. She leapt in her seatbelt, the sound sending a fright through her body. The headlight flashed to, to bright, then dim. He was after her. Samantha stomped the pedal. Her car rattled and strained under the speed. Her tires were edging the shoulder. She corrected slightly and moved to the center of the road. The slightest correction could send her into the deep ditch. The truck was on her tail now. She could hear the loud engine. Its growl vibrated in her bowels. Its light continued to flash as the horn blared. She was watching it carefully in her rear view. What did the man want? He certainly didn't want to welcome her to town. She saw the thin-lipped grin in her mind. She imagined the blackened fangs thirstily waiting in its wake. She glanced at the road, holding the car steady in its center. Then she looked back to the mirror. The headlights flashed still. Its strobe effect was hypnotizing. She looked away, then back, still flashing. To the road, clear. To the mirror, the light flashing. The horn still honked rapidly. Road, clear. Mirror, flashing. Horn honking. Road, clear. Mirror, flashing. Road, clear. Mirror, flashing. Road, dear. Mirror, Shit! She yanked the steering to the right violently, whizzing by the animal before it bolted from the road. She turned to the left in an attempt to correct her course. Her tire squealed, gripping for the road before giving into a slide. The momentum toppled the car over, sending it into a somersault. Glass shattered all around her, metal crashed and her head pounded the steering wheel. Dirt flew into the darkness as the vehicle tumbled off the road and into the ditch, nose-diving into its ascending wall. Samantha was jerked forward, her seatbelt tightened against her chest and neck. The jarring motion whipped her back with unrelenting force. There was a loud pop of bone breaking as vertebrae in her neck dislocated from their place. Cartilage tore, tendons snapped. And her life came to an end, trapped in a tomb of crushed metal and broken glass.